Hello, hello everyone and welcome to the Miss Pink Digital Podcast. Home to everything digital marketing, brand building and tech. And on today's episode, we are going to be talking all about user experience and more so user experience on your website and what factors influence a good user experience or a bad user experience. So if you have run any digital marketing activity before, if you run your own website or your own business, you may have heard the term user experience and UX design. I don't want to say they're like buzzwords at the moment because they are very, very important, but they have become or are becoming a bigger part of a wider conversation when it comes to optimizing your website, improving anything really from a digital marketing perspective, uh, from your SEO to your ads to just general conversion rate on your website as well. It all kind of links back to improving user experience. Um, I just want to make it clear that there is a difference between user experience optimization and conversion rate optimization. They are two very different things, but they do go hand in hand. Um, and on say we are going to just be talking about the user experience side, but there will be another podcast episode coming out soon all about conversion rate optimization. That aside, back to UX. Yeah, UX just seems to be a common conversation point when it comes to optimizing any digital marketing activity that you're doing. It all leans back to UX. Even if you're looking at improving your SEO rankings, Google is all about making sure the user experience is amazing. And having a good UX goes hand in hand with improving SEO performance, ads performance, organic social media activity, all of that. So it's a really important thing to be looking at on your site and to be working on on an ongoing basis because there are some things you're not going to be able to implement quickly and there are others that you are going to be able to focus on a bit more and implement a bit quicker. So we're just going to jump straight into it and just talk about what are the factors that influence user experience design on a website, on an app, anything that users do use on a daily basis and how you can navigate those factors that influence them, how you can start breaking them down and understanding how you're going to cater towards all of these different factors that play a part in UX. I'm sure you've guessed already, UX just stands for user experience. It's a lot quicker to say than saying user experience over and over again. So I'm probably going to interchange between UX and user experience just so you know in advance, but self-explanatory UX is user experience. So if I refer to UX at any point, it is still talking about user experience here. So yes, let's just jump into the good stuff before I keep rambling too much longer. So the first thing I am going to talk about is accessibility. Um, accessibility is when your site is designed to cater to everyone um, and specifically users with disabilities, whether those disabilities are permanent, situational or temporary. It's so important to make sure that a site is truly taking all users and their journeys into consideration. And this is where accessibility does come in and play an incredibly important role in that because it really ensures you're catering to as many visitors, if not all visitors, hopefully, in the best way possible. And it should be 
including everyone and making sure you have a seamless experience for everyone should be at the forefront goal of your site. Some of these things, obviously, when it comes to catering to everyone, it is going to be difficult. There are going to be some more technical parts involved, which might need to be looked at as a more long-term strategy. But there are also things you can do in the short term. And I'll probably do separate podcast episodes kind of deep diving into these points in more detail. But as general overview, when you are looking at improving the accessibility of your website, it's important to determine and be able to determine what classes as permanent, temporary and situational disabilities as well. So this can range from anything like visual disabilities. Uh, Some of the more permanent ones would be things like users who are colorblind and then some of the more situational i guess this kind of is on the line between permanent and situational but users who are short-sighted who maybe don't have their glasses on obviously being short-sighted is pretty much a permanent thing but in that moment if they don't have their glasses on it is a situational thing because their glasses can help them hearing disabilities this can range from users who are deaf to users with limited hearing or even users who maybe have their headphones in at the time so wouldn't hear what's going through um, coming from your website and stuff like that. Then you have motor disabilities. So this can cover those who have a temporary disability like a broken arm. Obviously, that's going to be a very temporary thing to those who have gone um, undergone amputation surgeries to cognitive disabilities as well. So this can consist of those with learning disabilities such as dyslexia. And so it's really important to just take a deep dive into understanding what accessibility is and who you would be trying to cater to and taking into consideration when you are optimizing your site around accessibility. Uh, As mentioned, some of these things are more long-term and may get a bit more technical, so would need to be looked at in a more long-term strategy. But other things you could probably start reviewing and implementing straight away from using a larger text on your website paired with a font that is user-friendly and easy to read, ensuring your images feature alt text. For those who who don't know what this is, this stands for alternative text and descriptions. The positives of these is um, they not only help your website from an SEO perspective because they're basically text that can be displayed in instances where the image cannot be rendered. So you're still giving the user and Google context on what your image was slash is, but they can also be read by screen readers as well. So a really, really good way to improve the accessibility of your site is just ensuring all of those images have alt text and descriptions um, available on them. Also ensure your images and text are of a high contrast and avoid layering with clashing colours on top of one another. Lots and lots of different ways. And like I say, I'll, I'll do a whole separate episode on improving the accessibility of a website. But 
yes, there's loads of things you can do in the interim that is solely content orientated rather than implementing, you know, anything too technical that might cost a lot of money and take a long time. There's a lot of stuff you can be doing with the content on your site to improve the accessibility. The next thing we are going to talk about is enjoyability. So how enjoyable is your site to use? I feel like this is probably a pretty obvious point to have on the list, but nonetheless, still one to think about. And this is all about is your site an enjoyable experience for the user? Do they have slash will they have positive associations between your site and themselves? And if not, how can you improve it? So this is heavily content orientated, I would say. There is a point I'll talk about later on, which is more around usability and that covers the technicalities of your site. Like, is it easy to use? Um, But enjoyability is solely, in my opinion, based on the content Are you using engaging imagery? Does the imagery match up with the message you're trying to to portray on the site? Do you incorporate video? Do you incorporate sound? Is there any way you can make your content more engaging by incorporating a video and showing a bit more of a relatable side to your brand slash business and engage the user a bit more through that content? Do you structure your content in a way that is enjoyable to read, caters to skim readers, caters to mobile devices through the content because it is easily digestible? Do you tell stories through your content? Do you really have a good tone of voice for your brand and business through the copywriting on your page? Um, And does it keep users engaged and involved? So if you aren't fully sure on if your site ticks those boxes from an enjoyability perspective, there's a few things you could do. One of those things is to review your Google Analytics. If you don't have a Google Analytics account, definitely get that squared as quickly as possible because it's going to be a really useful tool when it comes to identifying weaker points on your website as well as strong points on your website and where the users are kind of going when they go through your website. There are other tools that a lot of companies use when it comes to improving their user experience and their conversion rate. Um, Tools like Datadog, which kind of allows you to see what the users are doing when they go to a site. But those tools do cost money. So if you want a free alternative, Google Analytics is the way to go. And within Google Analytics, you can have a look at not only the user journey data, so seeing where they are going once they enter your site, what pages they're going to, where they're dropping off, but you can also look at individual page data as well. So you can see information regarding how long users stay on a page, the bounce rate of a page. So those who don't know what bounce rate is, it's basically the speed in which a user goes on a site and then jumps straight off. The idea is you obviously want to avoid having a very high bounce rate because the higher the bounce rate is, the less amount of time a user is staying on your site for. And then once you kind of review that page data, you can kind of identify what pages users aren't sticking around on, where they're kind of jumping off, where they're spending less time and have a look at that content on that page to see if it could be improved and optimized to really retain the user on there for longer and keep the user going through the site and learning more. I often 
have a lot of people saying, oh, well, my business isn't very interesting. How do I even engage the user if it's a very boring topic? There's still ways you can keep the user interested and engaged, even if your business isn't exciting to talk about. And that's by making sure you're really answering their questions and getting to the point of what they would be looking for if they went to your site. Um, So instead of being overly personable, having this huge personality on your site, you can just get to the point and make sure you're addressing everything the user would be looking for if when they go to your site to look for that service or product. The next point we are going to be talking about is another very important point to ensure you have covered when it comes to user experience and that is equability. When you are designing your site to be more equitable, it means designing your site to ensure you are taking all users that have been historically underrepresented into account. And this means you're taking into consideration a number of attributes relevant to gender, age, sexual orientation, language, race. It's about ensuring that your site basically captures diversity and inclusivity. So when reviewing your site's user experience, when designing a page, when adding a new blog post, just check that you are taking other users into consideration and ensure that you are looking at and understand your current biases when it comes to not only your website, but your daily life. I think once you understand your biases, whether they're intentional or not, a lot of our biases aren't intentional at all. But once you kind of can identify and understand those biases, you'll be able to look to see are those biases reflecting on your website. And then once you've kind of identified those, try and figure out the best solution to, you know, ensure that they don't affect your site going forwards and impact your site's designs. Similar to accessibility, you want users to come to your site and feel like they are included, feel like they can navigate the site and be fairly represented and be thought about, not only within your site, but in your business. You want anyone to come to your business and feel like they will receive the same service as everyone else. So yeah, really, really important point to consider equability and really, really important point to work on and just ensuring that, you know, that inclusivity element is showing through and that you are really thinking about your biases and how they may already be impacting your business and how you can prevent that going forwards to ensure that everyone is given an equal experience and everyone can see themselves using your business or service. The next one is usability. So usability is, it's in the name, how easy your website is to use and operate and how simple is it to achieve the user's goal. So this goes hand in hand with a lot of CRO recommendations that someone would make because Conversion rate optimization is all about how easy it is for the user to achieve the goal you want them to achieve from your website. So in a lot of instances, it's how easy it is for the user to make a purchase or submit a lead form or call your business or email you. So a general rule of thumb when it comes to usability and when it comes to conversion rate optimization is the easier it is for the user to complete a task, the more likely they are to do so. So when 
it comes to looking at your usability, you shouldn't just look at specific stages in the user journey. Like for instance, look at your lead form and see how easy that is to fill out. Although that is important, don't get me wrong, but you do need to look at the entirety of their journey from start to finish and try and pinpoint any areas where the navigation process may be harder and what might cause them to drop off, what might cause them to complete their journey on your site and never come back. Again, going hand in hand with the enjoyability factor of your site, you can look at this data from a page level perspective within your Google Analytics to see if there are specific pages that are triggering a drop off. And is there a reason when it comes to how usable these pages are that are causing them to drop off? Do you guide the user through their journey or is the user having to just figure out what they're doing when they get there? Are there certain stages of your user journey that are too complicated, such as your checkout or such as your form submissions? And that's triggering a large amount of either checkout abandonment or drop off right before they complete the form and that you want them to complete any of that. So when you are trying to improve the usability of your site, just have not only have a look from a page level perspective, like you would do with how enjoyable your content is, but from an entire journey perspective, have a look to see is your site clear on what you offer and what the user needs to do. Really, a user doesn't want to sit and spend ages working out what they need to do on a website. It should all be very, very clear to them and you should be guiding them through that process as much as possible and kind of taking them down that journey so they don't have to think too much for themselves. Is the content consistent throughout the site? Consistency is key in getting the user to do what they need to do and preventing confusion. If you start changing up your content ideas and start changing up what you want the user to do and the information you're feeding them, it's going to get confusing. It's going to cause distractions and it's just going to impact the usability of your website in a negative way and prevent them from doing what you want them to do and what the goal is of your website. Do all functional elements on your site work? So do the buttons to internal pages work or do they go to 404s? Do your forms work? Are they easy to fill out? Are they easy to submit? Is your page layout good? Is your page layout easy to navigate? Are your checkout options working? Is it easy for the user to check out? Does your site cater to mobile devices, which is a huge one because so many users are on a mobile. Does your site cater to desktop and tablet? And do you need to work on any devices specifically and improving the experience on specific devices to help improve the conversion rate in certain areas? So just really checking that everything is working. Now, I know that seems like an obvious one and you're probably thinking, obviously I've seen everything's working. It's my site. The amount of times there's little hidden buttons on pages that don't work and you wouldn't think they would be impactful is huge. So just really carry out a good audit there and just check on all devices or all device types that all pages are working, all forms are working, your checkout's nice and smooth, your internal links don't go to 404s, um, and even check that your ad content and your social media content doesn't go to 404s as well. And if you do take users to a 404, are those 404 pages optimized to improve the user experience or are they just generic 404 pages that don't 
aid the user at all. And finally, ask yourself, does your site have a good site speed? Site speed is massively important when it comes to not only user experience, but it does feed into that SEO piece. It does feed into improving your ad campaign performance, improving any organic social traffic that comes to your site. It's just a very important thing, um, which is why Google focuses on it so much. It also prevents users from dropping off because users don't really want to wait for ages for a site to load. So yeah, just some really simple ways you can check the usability of your site and improve how usable your site is for the user. It's important to monitor this regularly as well, especially if your site does undergo frequent changes. Just every time you make that change, make sure you're checking that everything's working, everything is tracked through Google Analytics. Sometimes when changes do get made to a site, it does mean tracking is impacted. So just make sure that you are checking that tracking as well, because you're going to need that to consistently monitor the usability and performance of your site and also make sure that you're asking for feedback from site visitors or pre-existing clients or pre-existing customers and doing that user research if you can, um, sending out those surveys, doing checkout surveys and all of that good stuff to kind of aid into improving the usability of your website. Finally, last but not least, is your site useful? Is it actually going to help address the user and their needs? So um, let's say you offer an end of tenancy cleaning service and users are coming to your site to hire someone who offers that end of tenancy cleaning. It's important to ensure that your site clearly addresses this need and provides user with enough information and context to help them make their decision. And that doesn't just go for service-based industries, that goes for e-commerce, B2B, B2C, D2C, all of it. Really have a look at your site, look at the language you're using and just think, if I was a user coming to this site with a problem or with something that needs addressing, does my site actually address it? Or do I kind of go round the houses before addressing it. Another way you can kind of get straight to the point is really put yourself in the user's shoes and see if your site tackles what they would be looking for. But yes, tackling all of these elements that feed into UX will be an ongoing battle or an ongoing challenge, but it's definitely worth really working on it on an ongoing basis and kind of reviewing, testing, iterating and reviewing again. It's just going to have to be an ongoing cycle, but it definitely is worth it in the long run, not only from the user's perspective, but also it will help aid any other activity you're doing online and improve your site performance from a long-term perspective as well as a short-term perspective as well. So I hope this was a helpful episode for you. They say I plan on doing more where I deep dive into the different areas of UX and CRO to help you improve your website. But yes, thank you very, very much for listening and I hope you enjoyed.